Welcome back to Comic Book Storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Bri, the comic book guy. To hear previous episodes of this podcast, you can go to 975ycountry.com and click on podcast. Please subscribe and share. I'd also love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to me, Bri, the comic book guy at gmail.com. This week, we wrap up what started out to be the epic fall of Superman, the Man of Steel, his funeral, and how it impacted the entire DC universe, and then the eventual rise of the four individuals that start out calling themselves Superman, but as we found out eventually, none of them really were. We left off with Superboy being captured by Cyborg Superman, something in a big massive purple robot suit was trudging around the ocean floor, and Steel was investigating along with Supergirl. The issues we're going to cover today for the finishing up of the reign of the Superman, Superman Man of Steel 25 and 26, Superman 81 and 82, Action Comics 691, Adventures of Superman 504 and 505, Green Lantern 46, plus the bonus uh, we'll cover at the end, the 30th anniversary issue called The Death of Superman 30th Anniversary Special Number 1. We're going to pick right up with Man of Steel 25. Superboy attempts and does eventually break free of Cyborg Superman's prison. Lex Luthor also notices a big purple robot walking around the ocean. Steel breaks up a big mob brawl and sees another fake broadcast from the cyborg saying that now Superboy has been brainwashed by the aliens in orbit and is in danger to the planet. Meanwhile, Lois Lane is getting kind of cuddly with this guy that she's been spending a lot of time with, but sees the cyborg video. She jumps at the chance to fly to the ruins of Coast City to find out what's really going on because, you know, she's Lois Lane. She is very stubborn. Lex Luthor sends an attack sub. And it goes after the big purple robot. It gets it to come up on land where Supergirl goes after it as well. Steel joins in and as well as the now escaped Superboy where they they don't like each other and you can see their banter back and forth. They're begrudgingly doing what they need to do just to get through it because they're trying to both be the heroes. Uh, they look on as something emerges from the robot. It's a black suited Superman. And he says, Metropolis Falls over my dead body. So you're like, holy crap, is this really, really Superman? Next up is Superman 81. The issue opens with a full page of everyone before him, Lex Luthor, Steel, Superboy, Lois Lane, and they're all stunned of what they see in front of them. He says, I'm Superman, I'm back. But they thought the robot was attempting to reach Metropolis to destroy it, but it was really Superman in a suit trying to save it. They've all heard this one before, like, oh, is this another hoax? Is this really him? Uh, but then he has to speak to Lois Lane alone. So this confirms that it is the Superman, what he says, how she interacts with him. Meanwhile, Cyborg and Mongol are talking about remaking Earth into Mongol's old world world. So their plan is to totally wipe off everybody off the planet and make it into this, like, war planet. When he storms out after putting Mongol in his place, some of the lackeys reveal who Cyborg really is. They kind of have like an inner monologue of who he is. He's actually a human who survived a NASA shuttle crash, and his name is called Hank Henshaw. His body died, but he managed to download his consciousness before he died into a machine. And he's actually fought Superman in the past. Superman launched him into space to stop his menace, and he landed on Mongol's war world. Henshaw kept evolving into machinery and eventually took over the war world. He ended up blasting Mongol out of control of the war world. He had scanned Superman in his battle with him and had a copy of his genetic code. So he modeled a body to look like Superman that was still half machinery because he couldn't fully be human. He had to look partial machine, partial human. So that's how he was able to make everyone think he was Superman back a few issues ago. 
because he had his DNA on record, so he just kind of uploaded the DNA to make it look back. So we cut back to Superman and Lois talking after he's told her a few things that only the real one would know. They kiss while no one is looking. She's definitely convinced this is the real guy. Steel gives him some jet boots since he's still not back up to full power yet, and he leads Superboy and Steel to go get the cyborg. Adventures of Superman 504 is next. It starts off with a little bit of inner monologue from Superman, who's using these jet boots to fly because he's not up to full power. He's aggravated first because he's not up to full power, and also that their travel took four hours, as he used to be able to go and come across the complete uh, country in four minutes. So he's already frustrated enough as it is. So he's trying to wrap his head around this cyborg imposter, tricking everyone and all the devastation left in his wake because he's still kind of like coming out of his uh, uh, suspended animation then everything. And he's just, he's Superman, so he's trying to wrap his head around everything that's been going on. Steel is still going back and forth, though, whether or not this is the real Superman. He's close to believing him, and uh, Superboy's inner monologue while they're flying is daydreaming about the reporter, Tanya, that he's become infatuated with. So it's kind of funny how there's three different perspectives going on here. Cyborg Superman sees them on approach, but can't quite make out who the real Superman is from a blurry image. They're kind of like, He's kind of like standing behind everybody, so he can't really see who it is. And even there's a little joke, Mongol jokes, that maybe it is the real Superman back from the dead. But Cyborg Superman doesn't like that and scolds him for it. He's going to regret that pretty soon. They bust into Superman, Cyborg Superman's stronghold and start blasting through his enemies. Superman is so depowered that he has to use guns to kind of help him. They stumble onto a missile that's going to blow up Metropolis that's going to turn it into the next coast city. But it ends up launching. Superboy launches up to try and stop it and ends up holding onto it. And at the last second, he manages to make it avoid Metropolis and explodes outside the city. So we're not really sure at this point whether or not he made it. But we do find out a little bit later on in Superman in Action Comics 691. Steel and Superman are still blasting through Cyborg Superman and Mongol's army. Cyborg figures out who the black costume figure is, and he is raging. You know, his plan was to completely fool and get his revenge on Superman after his death. And then he finds out he's really alive. So this is really infuriating to him. And then he finds out, on top of all that, that Superboy stopped the missile from attacking Metropolis and blowing it up. So Mongol starts second-guessing his alliance uh, with Cyborg Superman, and his inner monologue shows that he's, he was planning on using Superboy to help betray him at the first chance he got. Now back at the Fortress of Solitude, that Eradicator, the one that had the visor Superman, he's trying to get back up to power to go fight alongside Steel and the other guys. So he flies towards the action. He's not fully recovered yet, but you find out a little bit later on what's really going on with him. Uh, Supergirl appears alongside Superman, and it's explained Supergirl can turn herself invisible and help Superman fly to keep up with the guys, even with the aid of the jet boots. So Supergirl was invisible, but flying with them the whole time. They press on, almost getting to Cyborg himself. Mongol figures out Superman is back, and he quietly plans to leave Cyborg hanging and flee. But before that, he reveals he has a kryptonite bomb that's ready to blow up Earth with it. So he's, you know, he's a bad guy. So obviously he has another plan, and this is what his plan would be. And Mongol has never been really one of those villains that would work well with other villains, and we see that right now. So Superman, Man of Steel 26 is up next. Superman and Steel split up. Superman takes on Mongol, and Steel fights Cyborg. Before their big fight, Cyborg discovers Mongol started his kryptonite bomb. So he's like, oh... But uh, it's interrupted by Steel. 
Cyborg joins with their tech in their base and fights them through various uh, machine forms. Uh, it's kind of a one-sided battle because Cyborg can just like touch machinery and turn into it. So it's kind of like a thing that you didn't see before with anything. So Steel is kind of at a disadvantage here. He kind of just kind of has his run with Steel in this. Uh, he's trying to fight him, but it's really not working. Now, meanwhile, Green Lantern, who's Hal Jordan at this point, is flying back from a Michigan space and heads to help. We'll see him again shortly when uh, we come to the Green Lantern issue. Now, the Radicator, the visor Superman, crashes down and starts trashing the bomb building. Uh, Superman is a little bit overwhelmed, and he ends up getting fully overwhelmed by Mongol. Steel flies into the engine's core to try and destroy it. He distracts uh, Cyborg Superman and ends up trying to sacrifice himself to try and destroy that kryptonite bomb before it blows up. Uh, he does succeed, and the bomb doesn't go off, but it does crash down everything around him, so you're kind of like, uh-oh, what's going on with Steel? And this makes real, uh, Cyborg really pissed. But the last panel of this issue shows Mongol carrying in Superman unconscious. So you're like, man, this is a whirlwind right here because... He's back, he's lost his powers, he's in a big fight, all right. But now he's like, oh, he's being carried out unconscious, so obviously he's not back up to full power yet. Uh, we get to Green Lantern 46. This is the only issue that doesn't encompass any of the other Superman books because of Green Lantern's kind of minor involvement with it. He kind of swoops in, does a little bit to help out, and then uh, ends up flying off here. So this issue is kind of a side story that plays through the remaining two parts of the storyline. So it's kind of like what Green Lantern is doing with the next two issues kind of like in the background. Uh, he smashes through the engine building and trashes Mongol's army. He takes the fight right to Mongol, who he sees carrying a passed out Superman from the last issue. But at the end of a very lengthy battle, Green Lantern does defeat Mongol. They do go back and forth. They both get a little bit of an edge, but then he's Green Lantern and he's Hal Jordan one of the best Green Lanterns, uh, arguably, and he ends up defeating Mongol. And I'm not going to ruin the last two parts, but it shows Green Lantern talking with the super team about who fought Mongol and Cyborg and what went on, and then he flies off to his own adventures. So this kind of encompasses what Green Lantern was doing in the background while everything else was going on, and then it flashes to like the end of the storyline. So I'm not going to ruin it yet. Superman 82 is next. We see little scenes from the Green Lantern issue play out in between Superman and Supergirl who take the fight to Cyborg. Eradicator joins the fight alongside Supergirl, Superboy, and Steel. They're all trying to get Cyborg just, just down and out. Uh, Cyborg starts manipulating Steel's armor because in the previous issue, all he has to do is touch machinery and he can uh, totally, uh, just totally mess with it. Now, and since... Steel's armor is kind of a machinery and tech and everything. He can start manipulating it, and he tries to suffocate him. But Superboy at the last minute breaks him free so he can breathe, and he's totally free from the armor. So, But Steel is also now out of the fight. Now, before the end battle, Eradicator explains to Superman what happened and why he's quote-unquote back and what really happened. Superman didn't really die. His cells had massive amounts of solar energy in them, and his body was taken from the tomb when it was well, and in Superman Adventures of Superman 500 when Lois went to the tomb and the body was empty. Uh, the guardians of the um, Fortress of Solitude came and took his body and his machines helped heal him. Now, the Eradicator came along and he is one of the last sons of Krypton as well. 
uh, he guided the process along. And he kind of explains what happened and how uh, Eradicator was like this energy being and everything. And when he came into contact with Superman's body, he came back to being a corporeal being and kind of had like residual memories of Superman. So he kind of thought he was Superman for a while. But then he regained all of his memories. Uh, but Cyborg busts in as he's explaining this and then the fight is on. Uh, Superman is almost overpowered. But just before Cyborg blasts Superman with a huge energy blast and totally takes him out, Eradicator gets in between him as Cyborg fires a reconfigured kryptonite bomb because he's manipulating technology. He took what was left over from the kryptonite bomb, tried to use it to actually kill Superman finally. But Eradicator steps in between, and the energy of the blast pours through Eradicator and puts right into Superman all of Eradicator's powers, and then this big light, Superman is suddenly finally up to full strength level. The energy transferred into Superman, and now he's back. Now, Superman just trashes through Cyborg, one after another, just totally rips him apart, where there's not really much left of Cyborg. There's like half of a body. Uh, he ends up punching a hole through Cyborg, and he's kind of holding Cyborg up in the air, with his arm all the way through him. And one of Superman's powers is, is speed. So he shakes up his entire arm, totally obliterating Cyborg Superman. So Superman picks up the cape that Cyborg wore because it's trash and it's nearby. And Superboy uses his telekinetic powers, which he's still trying to figure out. And he ends up reconfiguring the black costume that had the total black costume with the white S that if you watch the Zack Snyder, Snyder versus uh, Superman, or... Um, Justice League movie, he wore the black costume when he came back. And this is kind of like a homage to it as well. So Superboy uh, reconfigures that black costume to the red and blue costume, and he flies off to see Lois and his family. And that picks up in Adventures of Superman 505. Lois Lane is sleeping in her apartment, and she keeps hearing this tapping on a window. She wakes up, she goes over to the window, opens up the curtains. Guess who? Because you see the red and gold S right in the window. And he flies her up in the air, gives her a huge kiss, kiss, and then they go back down. He has a hot meal, a shower, because after all of that, why wouldn't you want to just have a quick bite and a shower? Because dang. Now, Superman is still trying to go over everything that's happened to him, and, he, and he's talking back and forth with Lois. And you find out that uh, all of the events that had happened from episode seven of this podcast, from the death of Superman on, only happened in just one month's time in the comics. So everything we've covered in episode seven, eight, and nine in this one only happened in one month. So it's kind of like the reader, as a reader, you're trying to wrap your head around, dang, all of that happened in a month in comic time, but it took seven months to tell in comics. And as just as they're about to uh, explain, because it brings up, okay, Superman's back, but... Clark Kent was declared dead. So now what do you do? And they're throwing some ideas out. Some of them are pretty funny. A lot of them are far-fetched. Like Clark loses his memory and ends up working on another farm out in the country. And then somebody stumbles onto him and finds him. But they're like, no, that's kind of dumb. And as a reader, you're going, nobody's going to buy that. And that is a really dumb reason for Clark Kent to come back. Uh, but uh, as they're doing that, Superman, with his hearing, he hears that a crime's going on. So in true Superman fashion, he flies off to go beat the bad guys. He ends up beating the bad guys, but he ends up hearing uh, people that 
are buried underneath some rubble still from the doomsday event. And he hears the first responders trying to get them out, but he can't. So in true Superman fashion, he rescues the lady and her kid. He reunites with Jimmy Olsen and all of his friends because they all kind of surround him after the I'm back moment. And Jimmy says maybe Clark was buried underground like those kids. So there's an exchange at the end where Superman looks at Lois Lane and it eventually does happen the fact that that's what they use as the excuse why Clark Kent wasn't found. And he was declared dead, but they end up do finding him in the rubble. So that's the idea they end up going with. Now, I'm just like exhausted from all of that, as you might be from just going back and forth from the death, funeral and the return, all of that. Now, that happened 30 years ago. I also wanted to share that I talked about in the beginning that there was an anniversary issue that came out earlier or late last year, early this year. Uh, and a story goes that Superman and Lois Lane, they eventually got married, had a kid. His name's Jonathan Kent, but he goes by John. Now, he's in school. He's learning about things. But here's the thing. They never told him about Doomsday. They never told him what happened, what happened to his father, anything of the events like that. They kind of tried to keep it from him, and they were getting ready to tell him in their own right. So he's in, um, say, about junior high-ish at this point, and he's in school learning about and they, this big anniversary, and he's like, what is this anniversary? So he finds out on a class trip that they're talking about the anniversary of the day Superman died. So he's like, what? He's never heard of this before. So he goes home, and he's talking to his parents like, what are you talking about? What are they... What happened here? I mean, he gets really mad at his parents, and they're like, and we, we were trying to spare you from knowing until you were old enough to fully grasp what happened. They start explaining what happened, and they go through the series of events. It's kind of like a summarized thing of events. So while this is going on, there's a, a guy in Metropolis. Um, his name is Lloyd Creighton. Now, Lloyd, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to listen to this and be like, why would anybody do this? But it's in the comics. So when the massive cleanup of the city was going on, this guy, Lloyd, picked up a bone from Doomsday that was lying on the ground, took it home and put it in a glass case as like a trophy. And you're going, what? Why would anyone do that? I mean, you take little things of history here and there, like little snippets, but a bone from Doomsday, the whole time after that, the entire length of, of in comic in the comic time had a piece of doomsday sitting on his mantle. That sounds pretty ridiculous. And uh, for some reason it starts glowing and he touches it for some reason because you know what? You have an alien bone fragment on your mantle and it starts glowing. So what do you do? I mean, naturally you're going to touch it and see what's going on. But then he touches the bone and ends up turning into this doomsday like creature the bones and all, like he transforms into like a mini doomsday and he starts going mad and starts blasting through the city. And naturally, who comes to the rescue? You know who. So Superman lands and he can't believe what he's seeing. So the fight is on. And amazingly, throughout this battle, it starts turning against Superman again. Like his, his cape gets shattered, his costume is all a wreck, like he's losing. Now they end up calling this character a Doombreaker. For whatever reason, they came up with the name Doombreaker. But as Superman was getting ready to almost fall again, 
Jonathan shows up and starts fighting with his dad alongside his dad. Now, Jonathan Kent does have the powers of Superman. And so he ends up uh, fighting alongside him. So the creature who's kind of like had the bone fragment kind of attached, like touching uh, uh, the guy the whole time, it ends up dropping from the creature after a, a struggle. And it turns out that Superman blasts it with his eye beam. So he sees the bone and he blows it up. And that reverts the guy back to a normal human being. And they, you know, they take the guy in custody and everything. And Superman is trying to lick, lick his wounds and, and everything like that. Now, Jonathan finds his dad's cape, drapes it over him, and then they fly off. Now, the rest of the issue, it's a big, thick issue. It's little side stories that go back and forth, showing how all the Superman supporting characters found out he died. The point of view from uh, the Kents, Martha and Jonathan, from Lois Lane being right there, and all the different heroes and how they found out. Watching TV, being right there, everything like that. So it was a really cool tribute to the storyline. And lots of full-page posters and additional cover art because there was many different covers that came out of this in various uh, aspects of the death of Superman. Um, the one I got is a uh, full page or a full cover of Doomsday. So that does wrap up finally this massive storyline. It took seven months to tell from the beginning of uh, Doomsday emerging to the return. And there's been a lot of different prints of this book. If you're looking for a lot of these issues, there are, most of them are easy to find. Um, if you want to want help in trying to find these issues, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Bry the Comic Book Guy. And also, I'm going to be posting all the pictures from the issues that we're talking about. Obviously, uh, also, if you want to email me and ask me more questions, you can email me Bry the Comic Book Guy at gmail.com. Now, next week, uh, we've talked about Superman, we've talked about Batman, we've talked about the big massive Civil War. Now we're going to get into some X-Men stuff. Uh, X-Men has been a huge part of my childhood and collecting and everything like that, and it's about half of my collection. So we're going to start talking about some X-Men uh, issues and storylines. Now, the next episode is going to be involving the X-Men storyline Extinction Agenda. I can give a little preview of it. There's a lot of things going on in the X-Men universe at this time. It's the late 80s. Chris Claremont's X-Men run was absolutely amazing. Now, this is about towards the end of his run. And the storyline is most of the X-Men uh, vanished in an issue into something called the Siege Perilous. So most of the X-Men characters, it was Colossus, Havoc, Rogue, and uh, Storm. They all kind of vanish. And Psylocke all vanish into this thing. And Wolverine, Jubilee are kind of like the only ones left. So there's a lot of solo storylines, a lot of side character storylines. The Extinction Agenda starts bringing everybody kind of back into the fold. And it also involves the young team, New Mutants. And it does have the character Cable, which appeared a few months earlier before the storyline started. And it also involves the team X-Factor, which at this time was the five original X-Men joined and formed another team called X-Factor. So next episode, we're going to be talking about Extinction Agenda, and it kind of starts the process leading on to the modern era or the uh, kind of modern age of X-Men. It kind of leads up to the famous X-Men number one, where the uh, team's back together and it's a huge team. So we'll talk about that and more on the next episode of Comic Book Storylines. Until then, I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Brian the Comic Book Guy. Thanks for listening.